Hi everyone and welcome to episode two of Boldcast and I am so happy that episode one went down really really well and that you enjoyed it and I'm actually really proud of myself to be fair for keeping it nice and short and sweet. I think it was under half an hour which I thought genuinely it was going to be at least 40 minutes minimum so I'm really proud of myself for that. So I'm going to try and keep that up again. This episode might be a little bit longer, I'm not sure, um, because I do have a little bit more to kind of go into in regards to like my feelings and kind of some barriers that I had faced along the way. So yeah, I'm really hoping that you enjoyed this one, but this one's going to be a little bit more in depth about how I got into the fitness industry, um, my career, some real big barriers that I have had to face um, and like previous kind of jobs and stuff that I've had that have kind of led me to where I am today. And yeah, just barriers and situations that I've had to really push through and overcome in order to get to where I am today. And I get to this point sitting here today where I have achieved things that I never thought possible. Um, you know, I've worked with probably like all in all, including like people that I used to PT in person, probably around 200, if not more women and impacted 200 or, you know, if not more women's lives. To me, that is incredible. And I never thought I would be that person. So I wanted to kind of go into, yeah, just like my background as to like right back when I was at school and right back at that point where I had no idea what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, who I was. Um, and it all kind of started, I would say, around that similar time that I was starting the gym. And that was a very, very similar stage of around A-level time, like late kind of GCSEs, A-levels. And obviously at that point, you're going through that motion at school where you're getting that pressure to be kind of looking at unis you're getting that pressure to pick your subject pick what you want to do at uni and what kind of degree you want to go into and it's so much pressure for like what 17 year old 16 year old to have that on their shoulders and for me I really really struggled with that because I had no idea what I wanted to do and I said I think in the last episode I was always average at everything average in all my subjects um I was never top of the class I was never bottom of the class and I never had a subject that I really excelled in so I really didn't have that vision of okay yeah I definitely want to do this or I definitely want to do that for my A levels or I definitely would love to do that at uni like I had absolutely no clue um and yeah as I say by the time I reached A levels I had started the gym and I was enjoying that but still it was just kind of a hobby for me just plodding along I just went I was just enjoying kind of again being um doing something outside of school and doing something that not many others were doing but it was not serious at all at that point I don't think I was really like lifting a lot I was still kind of just staying in my comfort zone with the gym so that kind of those two things did not link together it didn't kind of link of okay you know I'm enjoying the gym you know do I want to go down some kind of sports route that didn't kind of register at the time so obviously like academically and um, when it's time it came around to choosing uni courses going to visit unis I was starting to become a bit more interested in sport and exercise um, but at that point I couldn't enroll as I hadn't done PE or science for A-levels and that was kind of a thing that you needed to have it was a requirement you needed to have like either um, something to do with sports something to do with science to kind of go and do sports and exercise science so um, at that point that was kind of out of the question for me and I was trying to find loopholes and find ways that I could still kind of maybe go down that route if I wanted to go to uni because I was sitting there thinking, well, there's nothing else that I really am interested in at all. So in the end, I 
was going to visit all these unis, looking at all these courses and nothing was really standing out to me. I was feeling nothing. I was just doing it for the sake of it because obviously that's the kind of standard that you get put through in, in school. You know, you go to GCSEs, you go to A-levels, um, then you go to uni and then you you get your master's and then you get a degree. And I've always kind of had that, um, I guess, expectation through school, through my family, being the oldest you know, child, always had people saying, not that they meant it in a bad way. They will always say, oh, you know, you're going to be the first um, to go to uni. And I had my dad's side of the family who are very, very, very traditional. And in their eyes, if you don't go to uni, like, you know, what are you doing with your life? Um, which is harsh. But, you know, I always kind of felt that expectation of, you know, if, I'm, if I don't go to uni, people are going to look down at me and people are going to make comments. And maybe I'll just go to uni for the sake of it. And I'll just do it just to keep people happy. And um, yeah, I was going to visit all these unis, not feeling anything. So I ended up picking a course for the sake of it, which was sports psychology at Bournemouth Uni. Um, and again, I kind of was like, I didn't go to Bournemouth Uni and love it. And I didn't look at that course and think, wow, yeah, I really want to do that. I was kind of just picking it for the sake of it. It didn't feel right at the time. And I got to the point where I think it was about a month or so before I was actually meant to go to uni or it might have been a couple of months before I was meant to go to uni. I thought, no, I'm going to defer it. It just didn't feel right. And I thought it's always going to be there. If I want to go next year, I can go, but I'm going to defer it for the time being. And yeah, just looking back at like that course, obviously that was quite apt for what I do now, sports psychology, but obviously I wasn't to know that at the time. And I am really, really glad that I did just think, fuck what everyone else wants. I'm just going to defer this for now and see you know um how I feel down the line and I'm so glad that I took that and actually looking back now I'm so glad that I didn't go to uni and I took the route of gaining more experience um because there is only so much that a book can teach you there's only so much that exams can teach you um and you know university can teach you um it can give you information yes but really I think experience shapes you as a person and teaches you way more um and you gain things from, you know, being hands on and actually being in the real world so much more, I think. Um, and then this is kind of where I entered a really, really tough time in my late teens. And I went into an apprenticeship in the end. Um, after obviously deferring my uni, I went into an apprenticeship at a leisure centre um, because it was like a sports apprenticeship. But actually, in reality, I was just doing lifeguarding. And I was asking, you know, they were asking me to do cleaning. They were asking me to do all these like crappy little jobs that I didn't really realize at the time. Um, it was awful. I felt stuck completely. And I'd started to kind of realize, actually, what is the to kind of do from here? Like after I kind of, you know, work up the ranks, what am I going to do? What am I going to, you know, run a leisure center? Am I going to be the head lifeguard? Am I going to be what like where is there to actually go from here and I certainly did not want any of those things um so I remember like oh, it was so so bad but I was sitting on my bed and I was googling like career quizzes what can I do um according to my personality according to my traits according to you know what I enjoy like what can I do and none of them were coming up trumps with any ideas and actually at that time as well it got to a point where I had to break open my piggy bank that I got for my 18th birthday and that was to pay for my phone bill which I think must have been about 15 pounds um which is like a really really demoralizing time for me and I remember sitting and thinking I can't go on like this I had all these kind of amazing 
I don't know, dreams in my head of um, things being on my own terms. And I had no idea, had no clarity, had no idea where I wanted to go and how I was going to get there. But yeah, I had to break open the piggy bank because obviously this apprenticeship was not paying me a lot at all. And I felt like I had nowhere to go. I was completely stuck. So um, in the end, I ended up leaving the apprenticeship. I stopped the apprenticeship and I went to an estate agent and I was an estate agent and selling houses. And the reason why I went into the estate agents because I enjoyed property um, and I was interested in property. And that was literally the only reason why. And it was just um, like, just a route out of the apprenticeship basically and that again was a huge learning shift for me and that job was awful (laughs) I was basically getting told that I was shit every single day um I had an absolute bastard of a boss who was just basically chipping away at my confidence every day saying you know if you're not on the phone what are you doing um basically saying if you're not on the phone you're not doing your job properly and at this time I was I want to say around 18 19 so I was still pretty young and I was getting my confidence knocked on the daily like you're not good enough you're not doing this you're not doing that um why are you not on the phone like every time I would literally put the phone down and I would maybe be writing something down he'd be like why are you not on the phone why are you not ringing someone and that to me I was just so drained and they were making me do leaflet drop-in I was just so mentally drained when I got to the end of the day at this point I was still training I was still going to the gym but it was taking a big hit with obviously me being so mentally drained at the end of the day I think I was leaving home about half seven in the morning I was not getting home until like seven in the evening um my training was taking a hit but the only time that I was not feeling like a failure the only time where I was happy the only time I was at peace was in the gym and I absolutely hated being told what to do I couldn't stand the thought of someone else kind of dictating my day. I was miserable apart from that hour that I would go to the gym. And that was the only kind of time in my day that I had control over. And as I say, I didn't feel like a failure. Um, And that kind of dawned on me. And I'd always been told I was strong-willed. I'd always kind of um, not rebelled, but I'd always kind of like had this resistance against, um, you know, being told what to do, like, having a boss like I hated listening to people um like dictating like dictating me basically and looking back now that's really kind of led me to where I am today and it's really kind of allowed me to um push for what like leading the life that I want and what I want and creating my own path but yeah I've always kind of had that like draw to not wanting to have to rely on anyone and my first job actually um, I was 14, I think. So I was even like underage. I was think I was 14 or 15. I was underage, not meant to have a job at that age. But I really just wanted to earn some money. I wanted to just have some independence. And I was only earning like £3 an hour at this coffee shop um, as this really young girl. But actually, it was so nice for me for once to be able to do something for myself. And that's what I've always kind of wanted from a young age without really realizing it. But I think that's really kind of led me to really push for what I want and my own goals and create my own path and not want to kind of work for someone else and someone else's um like dreams basically but not that I kind of realized that at the time um April slash May time I think I quit the estate agents and I thought uh, I literally quit it because I was at that point where 
I was at my like end of my tether. Like <laughs> if I didn't quit, I think I would have just walked out or I would have just absolutely broken down or just kind of when I was out leaflet dropping, I was so close. I remember thinking I could just drive home. Like I, like, I think I had all these leaflets in my car and I was thinking I could just drive home um, and just not come back. And I got to that point where I thought, no, like I can't go on like this. So I just quit um and I had like some savings to fall back on so I thought well I'm just gonna quit whatever um and yeah I thought well you know what I always kind of had in the back of my mind like whilst I was at the estate agents right well what makes me happy I'm gonna follow what makes me happy what what does my heart really want and that was obviously like the time I was only happy was when I was in the gym and I thought you know what I'm going to go and do over the summer, I'm going to go and do a PT course. Um, so I enrolled on my PT course with the savings that I had got from the estate agent's job. I was working. Um, then when I did finish my PT course, I was working weekends at the gym that I went to. And I was doing classes, I was doing really cheap, like entry PT sessions, just to gain experience. Um, and the gym kind of didn't have a P female PT. So it was good because then I was kind of getting some women coming along and that was kind of it. I was hooked. And at that time it wasn't really building up. Um, I was still just doing weekends, doing bits here and there. And I did have to work at times two jobs, which was really, really hard. Um, but it was worth it to do something that I wanted to do and something that I loved. So um, yeah, like at times I've had like two, three jobs, like just to basically stay afloat. But to me, that was worth it because I was doing something that I loved. Um, but yeah, essentially, like during that time, um, I was working now at the gym that I originally went to, which I mentioned in last week's uh, episode, which was the gym that was more bodybuilding focused and more weight focused. Um, I just started doing more PT sessions, posting my journey more, sharing my journey more on Instagram. I was, as I say, the only female in that gym that was really into the weight training and, you know, gaining kind of more interest then from women at the gym as it was such a male dominated gym. And it did teach me so, so much. And I just fell more in love, like all the time with the process of helping people, spending my whole day in the gym, absolutely loved it. Uh, built my confidence with like helping people achieve results and stuff. And people were saying, you know, I absolutely love coming here and seeing you. And obviously I was helping people lose weight, which um, was just so like rewarding for me. And again, like had more people reaching out to me, asking me, you know, can you write me a program? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I just absolutely fell in love with that process. Um, so yeah, I was there, I think, uh, for about two, three years. And I was just absolutely loving it. I was pretty much becoming like fully booked and stuff. And I was, you know, doing classes at the gym 6.30. And then I would train throughout the day myself. Then at the end of the day, um, I'd come back in the evening from like four o'clock until eight in the evening. Like it was full on, but I absolutely loved it. And yeah, it just allowed me to completely like um, structure my own day to a certain extent. And I was just doing stuff that I loved. And in regards to after that kind of two, three years, it got to a point where the gym was trying to push me into doing more for their brand. So I was working in a gym like... Um, I was technically self-employed. I was working in a gym, but um, they were kind of trying to push me to do stuff for their brand, do stuff for their, you know, content, their Instagram. And at the time I'd kind of made my own name up, which was MB Fitness. So um, I had like some private clients and some kind of clients that I had 
like through the gym um and in regards to like pushing their brand like they wanted me to push their brand they wanted me to wear their logo like I wasn't allowed to wear my own logo I wasn't um really like having to spend my time on my own content for like Instagram and stuff on my own brand I was having to in my own time do content for their kind of brand um and I was just like at this point I was just like okay like there was more and more kind of rules being enforced and less and less independence that I was getting and I thought hmm yeah I don't really like this um where is there to go from here like and I was starting to think longer term but where is there to go from here like yes I might be able to work myself up in the gym I might be able to become you know head PT at some point whatever um but also like do I want to work for someone else's brand forever do I want to be working for someone else's dream forever and I was only getting like I was getting a cut of the um, PT sessions. I wasn't getting, you know, the full amount and stuff. And I thought, where is there to kind of build up from here? I was kind of like opening my my brain up to, right, what are my options from here? And I thought, you know what? I, I can't work under someone else's brand forever. And if I don't take this leap now, then I'm never going to do it. So I was absolutely petrified. Like you can imagine me. I think I was, I don't know how old I was at this point, but um, I had to sit down and ask um obviously the guys that ran the gym and uh, there was like three of them I had to sit them down and just basically tell them little old me that I'm leaving and they basically turned around and said you know you're leaving all right within the week and your sessions are going to be covered and I was petrified I I was so upset and I was petrified on what you know did I do the right thing and I basically had to email all of my clients and say look this is what's going on you know, you come with me or you don't. And I moved gyms and, you know, some clients came with me, some stayed because obviously it was easier for them. Um, so again, I kind of took that cup. I was doing something that I wanted to do and I was really listening to my own needs and my own wants. So I did have to take a cup, you know, with clients, but it allowed me more growth long-term because I was then able to push my own brand. And yeah, so I was at that new gym for a few months and things were going really really well my own brand pushing that um and then guess what lockdown hit and what the hell was I gonna do at that point I remember I was actually in Nottingham um because my boyfriend he was at uni in Nottingham and I was visiting him when lockdown was announced and I was thinking what on earth am I gonna do I was crying um, I felt sick. I felt nauseous. I did not know what the hell I was going to do. It just all been stripped from me again. Just another dig at me, another kind of chip off of my confidence. Um, and yeah, I was absolutely petrified because we had no end point to this at that stage. And I just thought like, what the hell am I going to do? So obviously at that time, everyone was in the same boat. Classes on Zoom, you know, outdoor classes, um, trying to get around the rules all the time. Uh, but I was only getting like I'd say one or two people um, like turning up to these classes one or two people turning up to the outdoor sessions I had a couple of people I was doing zoom calls one-to-one -one for but really like you know nothing was really working and then yeah so nothing was really taken off I was kind of just plodding along basically and the good thing was that I just kept going. I just kept showing up. 
I just kept doing it. I just kept thinking, you know what? It is what it is. I'll just keep trying my hardest. And I was creating like circuit classes for my clients and posting them on Facebook groups. They could do them in their own time. I was doing people nutrition plans. I was doing people programs and stuff like that that they could do in their own time if they couldn't make the classes or the Zoom calls. And yeah, this kind of allowed me to think, right, well, I'm doing this. Um, I could open my mind up to the possibility of kind of doing this more and doing this long term. Um, but I didn't really know what it was that I was doing. I was coaching people online, but I didn't know it was, you know, even a thing. I didn't really know online coaching was a thing. Um, so people were, you know, getting good results from that. They were doing their own programs, um, doing the nutrition. And then I was kind of checking in with them, getting them to log their data and stuff. And it kind of allowed that like light bulb moment for me as to, okay, you know, this, this might work long term. And um, why don't I just kind of keep going with this? Because I had people that were reaching out to me on Instagram and stuff like that. People that weren't even my current clients like reaching out and asking me to write them um, some home workouts and do this and do that. And it allowed me to open up to the possibility of like doing that more and doing that like long-term and pushing that. So yeah, we had no end to the lockdown at this point. And what I thought was, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, keep doing bits and bobs here and there, like classes and stuff like that. But I am gonna push now, I'm gonna push more of the online stuff and help more people, um, you know, with their training, nutrition and check-ins. And I thought I'm gonna push that more now. And I actually started off by doing like an eight week challenge. And um, some of my clients, actually my current clients were like OGs from that eight week challenge. And then they stayed on with me like full-time coaching after. Um, so yeah, the eight week challenge was good because it allowed people who were in lockdown and just were feeling a little bit shit to basically have some accountability, have some structure. And that really, really took off. And then after the eight week challenge, I then took on um, a few of the people who did that, then carried on with me after that, um, like full coaching. So that was kind of a really, really nice entry into, into coaching. But um, at this point, again, I was kind of doing a bit of both and I hadn't really put all my eggs in one basket yet. I was kind of still just like doing bits and bobs outside, doing some classes, doing some Zoom calls, but also doing the online uh, eight week challenge, doing some coaching. Um, so then, yeah, I came to around, I want to say it was June 2020 at this point, or it might have been a little bit later. And I thought, like, okay, the end of lockdown is on the horizon. I think we had had, like, some um, news that, you know, it was going to be ending and stuff. And I thought, well, what, you know, what am I going to do after? I either need to go all in with this online coaching, really, really, like, push that, or I go back to the gym and at this point, I was thinking, well, these are the clients that I know that would come back to the gym. And this is how much the gym rent is. And this is that. And this is kind of what I'm at with coaching and kind of looked at the possibilities of if I got more clients with online coaching, you know, um, it would just mean that the rent that I was paying at the gym, it just wouldn't really be worth it for the few clients that I had that were definitely going to come back to the gym. So I pushed the online coaching and I ended up joining the OTE, which is online trainer education. And my whole brain was like just exploding. Um, I was seeing all of this kind of possibility. I was seeing the possibility of, you know, being able to help more people. I was seeing the possibility of being able to travel and work, being, you know, uh, my own boss and not having to answer to 
you know, gym staff not have to answer to, you know, wearing other people's brands and like wearing a uniform and having all these kind of rules to follow, paying like gym rent and stuff. And I like my whole vision just grew from there. And I just put all of my eggs in one basket and I thought I'm going to do this. And it was a huge investment, this business mentor that I got, the online trainer education. It was the biggest investment I'd ever, ever, ever made. It was thousands of pounds um, and it was a lot of money. But I thought, what is my choice? Um, You know, I either go all in with this and I work really, really hard. And I know that if I gain more clients, it's going to make up, you know, it's going to pay for itself. This course is going to pay for itself if I gain, you know, some online clients. So um, long term, like it will be worth it. And for me, like, I was getting to this point where I was seeing like the end of the lockdown coming up and I was thinking, no, like I I can't go back to the gym. Like it's not worth it for me. Um, And that kind of helped me push more. And I was just like working so, so hard to help people. And I was just loving it. I was absolutely loving it. And the good thing about online coaching is that I can help way more people. I can impact more people, which is what I've always wanted to do because there's only so many hours you can do in the gym. Um, and you can actually help people get better results because we are overseeing all different aspects. Like when you are doing just an hour PT session, or in my case, I was only doing 45 minutes when I was at the gym before. So in those 45 minutes, it is very, very hard, especially if someone is only coming once or twice a week. It is very, very hard to incorporate all aspects of progress, um, you know, including nutrition, including all lifestyle factors, stressors, like like get obviously data from them, get pictures, get measurements. It's all hard plus the session. It's all very hard to do within, you know, 45 minutes once a week um, or even, you know, two 45 minute sessions once a week. And it allowed people to do something which was more affordable as well because they were paying maybe the same as they would pay for a PT session, but gaining so much more from it and getting so much more value from it and you're gaining you know everything um all under one roof rather than literally just a a session where you don't really learn like you know on your own when you're doing a a face-to-face PT session you end up relying on the personal trainer who's there in front of you telling you what to do putting the weights on and actually um you don't really gain that much independence you don't gain that much knowledge because you end up just relying on that person there Um, I think a lot of people think they need a personal trainer but actually um, in person like you don't you need accountability and you need to you know gain independence gain knowledge but put it into practice yourself and gain that discipline yourself gain you know um, knowledge around nutrition yourself and put it into practice yourself because that's how your confidence grows and online coaching allows you to just oversee everything and obviously the weekly check-ins were fantastic because They were actually allowing us to look at the data and make adaptations to training sessions, make adaptations to nutrition if we needed to. We were able to see progress a lot better because we're taking progress pictures all the time. We're taking measurements and it was allowing clients to get better results. It was allowing clients to, um, you know, gain more value at, you know, a more affordable or the same price as they would pay for an hour in the gym. And also it was allowing me to feel way more fulfilled um and work and impact more women which is all that I've wanted to do so that was kind of a point where I was like right well this is what I'm doing now um but at the same time a massive lesson for me was burnout um you know I had my first panic attack during that time I was crying um working till really really late I was still in my parents 
you know, home. I was doing it in the conservatory. And I remember loads and loads of times just sitting in there pitch black at night doing work. Um, so yeah, the environment wasn't great. And I was reaching burnout a lot. I was working all hours. Um, and I just felt a lot of pressure because I had no boundaries yet. I was such a people pleaser. I was trying to take on, you know, as much as I could. I was on 24-7, just trying to do more and improve all the time. Um, and I couldn't switch off. I was in a constant state of people pleasing. I was in a constant state of worrying, uh, imposter syndrome, worrying about everything being stripped from me again. That I just kept working, working, working. Um, and it is easy when you have a lot of people relying on you. And you feel that pressure when you do own your own business to be all these different roles. You know, you do every single job under the sun, um, <laughs> like when you run your own business. So when you have a lot of people relying on you and you have a lot of like tasks to do and a lot of um, hats to wear, then it is very easy to work all hours. And that is exactly what I was doing. And as I say, I got to a lot of times where I was burnt out and having panic attacks, crying. You know, I didn't really... Um, I didn't really take care of myself. And at this time I was um, prepping as well, like add that into the mix. I was trying to do my first uh, competition prep, which I mentioned in last week's episode, um, that first ever prep. And yeah, I was just finding it really, really hard to be fair. And it got to a point, so fast forward, I did my first show and then obviously came out of that. Then I had a year out um, and then I entered another prep and you know during that year online coaching really really took off um and I then rebranded to level up with Millie which went really really well um you know I the business was still growing I was reaching new heights all the time which was amazing but then it got to a point um where I'd come out of my latest prep my latest kind of show season at the beginning of this year which is Feb 2023 and I was still at this point on the OTE, the business mentorship, but I had almost um, felt like I'd got everything I kind of needed from it. And they were very, very numbers focused and very like, you know, you need to take on this amount of clients. You need to reach this amount of money, like this much, this much income. It was very, very much like numbers focused in that regard. And I didn't really like that. Um, and yeah, I was kind of just like at that point where, I needed change and so I met Ben for a photo shoot in Feb 2023 which was just after as I say um, my last show season and I was kind of standing with him in Oxford um, and I'd booked this photo shoot on the whim I think it was the week before because I had just let it go like I had a photo shoot to book in but I just let it go because I didn't feel like getting in front of the camera. I wasn't really in the mood. I was just not in a very good spot at this point, like mentally, because I didn't really have much direction, not only with my own goals, but also with my business goals. And I just put off the photo shoot because I knew that Ben would, um, you know, open me up and he would like, he would ask me things and he'd ask me if I'm okay. And he'd ask me how the business is going. Now I knew that he was going to put me in uncomfortable situations um and so anyway I booked it on a whim because I thought no like you know what I need to start um booking like these things in and I need to start like making the most of um making the most of this because at this point I was on Ben's content plan so I needed to put myself out there because I'd just been hiding I'd just been fearful um and I just didn't really have much direction or anything like that so I didn't feel like doing a photo shoot didn't feel great in my own body image because I just 
come out of a show prep and I'd put obviously weight back on, which needed to come back on, but I put weight on. So I was still in that kind of um, stage where I was feeling a bit uncomfortable with my weight gain. And yeah, I just put off the shoot and I got to the shoot, Ben started asking me, you know, as he usually does, like how things are going. And he knows when, like he's known me for a few years, he knows when I am not myself and he knows when things are up with me. And he was like, no, like I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine. He was like, no, like I can tell you're not. And then essentially I just broke down to him. Um, Nothing was changing. Like I was just saying that I wanted X, Y, Z, but I was way too comfortable. I was not showing up as a person I needed to be within the business. I wasn't... um, you know, even putting my face out there on Instagram at this point, like I wasn't um, doing and like and taking enough risks. I was just fearful all the time of showing the real me. I wasn't opening myself up to anyone. I was always just scared and hiding away, hiding behind the screen, doing kind of like the bare minimum, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, Ben basically allowed me to open up and allowed me to get all this off my chest. Because I, I had ideas of, you know, who I wanted to be, where I wanted to go. But I had no idea how I was going to get there because I was just stuck in this, like, fear stage. Um, and that was very, very much, like, just like I'd been before, just like where I'd reached barriers before. Like, you know, leaving the first gym that I was at or even leaving the estate agents and leaving the apprenticeship. Like, all these times in the past where I've pushed past these, like, fears and pushed past these barriers is when I've come out the other side and got to that next level, got to that next level. And that's what I needed to do. Um, And I was like, looking back, and I was just a kind of a shell of me back in February, putting on a smile when actually I really was not happy. Um, And, you know, it's been a whole 360 since then. It has been a whole 360. Like, I am so much more confident in my own abilities. And I am showing up as the person who I know I need to be for my clients, for myself, for my partner, for my family. Like, I feel like I'm in such a better headspace, so much more clarity. And I am finally not worried about what people think of me. And I can um, say that I do still struggle with that sometimes, but I am finally not worried about it. Like every single day, I will post pictures of myself um, that, you know, I don't pick apart so much. I'll post videos of myself that I would never would have posted before because I never wanted to be on camera. Um, and yeah, I've kind of really, really just become a totally different, better version of me. And I think that has allowed my clients, that has allowed kind of growth in the business, that has allowed me to seem more of a leader, set my boundaries better. I'm taking more downtime, which I've never taken before. And that's kind of allowing people to respect me better and open me up like more opportunities. Um, and also just allowing me to gain more like clarity and headspace to then put into other things, which are then only going to help me further down the line. So it's like been an amazing, amazing, well, since February, um, amazing, like is that seven months. I don't know. Um, but it's been an amazing kind of year this year. And I, I'm just so excited for like more things to come and like to look back at all the kind of barriers that I faced over like my whole career journey and kind of get into this point it just makes me excited and that I have almost more growth to have like I have so much space for growth and I know that say like barriers that I'm facing this week or this month I know that I will look back 
in the year to come and I'll probably think oh you know I, I overcame that really really well and that got me to that next level and that got me to here and this led me to here and um that's what you've always got to remember like in the long term this week this day is not going to seem like anything and it's going to seem like um it's just going to seem like a, a distant memory and to not kind of like hone in on the a negative day or a negative week or you know I've had so many times where I felt stagnant and stuff but now I look back and just like push through that just push through it and that's where you've kind of come out the other side and hit the jackpot so that brings us to today where I have obviously had to overcome a lot of like my own insecurities a lot of my own barriers a lot of my own you know setbacks to bring myself to today where I have helped this many women I have impacted this many women I've reached this point where I have now rebranded to obviously bold which all of you now know um and I just feel like the most fulfilled that I ever have and the business is bigger and better than ever and with only more to come like down the line which it just excites me so much thinking about the growth that I still am yet to experience and looking back at all those kind of times that I'm laying out in this episode of times where I've had to really push through like really really overcome big fears and been petrified to kind of take that next step but I've done it anyway and it's kind of paid off because it's led me to where I am today and I wouldn't have got to where I am today if I hadn't taken those risks I hadn't have pushed through those fears and you know pushed through those times of being petrified I wouldn't be here today um where the business is bigger and better than ever and hopefully um like in the near future I'm looking to expand um the business and stuff like that it is just incredible to even say that and I never ever thought looking back at that girl who was sitting on the bed googling career quizzes on on what to do um that that would be me today so yeah I hope you've enjoyed episode two and I hopefully am next episode going to do maybe a little bit of like a Q&A or frequently asked questions and I might also ask some of you guys if you've got any questions off of the back of the last two episodes on anything you want me to dig a little bit deeper into um and then we can do that for the next episode so I'm looking forward to that but I hope you've enjoyed episode number two and I look forward to next week